Hi everyone. <laughs> there he's go, boys. I'll take that. He's alive. He's alive. I'm back. How are we all doing? Hi, all good. All good. All good. Can't wait for night to be honest. I was. Aye, tipping... Sorry, go for it, Steve. Just excited to get on again with a couple of beers. Aye. <laughs> Listen, couple, this is, couple, this... I've seen what you got, had sat at your work desk today. Well, that was about 15 what, beers. What kind of establishment did you work with? We were doing a, like a Stila, Stila beer day and I ended up with 15. Some poor people ended up the, with zero. You're the, well, the, the office bully, Stephen. Are you the office bully? No, I'm not a bully. I'm not a bully. He's not a bully. He can just handle himself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Ross. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to be back first time in a month. But it's been an eventful night. I ordered my usual pizza tonight and it came with the chilies on it, so... I'm not going to recover for that the entire weekend. <laughs> absolutely fizzing. I didn't have enough time to send it back because I was coming on this. But what can you do? I've learned to deal with things like that. I'm getting a better man. <laughs> <laughs> right, listen, will we get into this before I keep talking shit? Okay, talk evening shit if you want. We all love it. Evening, Paul. I'm not saying evening to Sean, because if that's the Sean Ross that's knocked me off a Super 6, I'm not his pal. Yeah, well, that's, that's where I was just going to go first, and uh, you would be correct in thinking that that's the Sean Ross. Uh, so I, the Super 6, obviously it's on the Mora. Um, get get your picks in, don't you forget, Anthony, Stephen, all those who do. <laughs> but uh, the top five, as it stands, as a... Uh, Sean Ross on 106. Then we've got our very own. Nice. Haven't seen you. This is the first time I've seen you. He's got a nice new tight haircut. According <laughs> to me, it's the, the first time my eyes have seen it. Quite tidy. <laughs> uh, young Francis is on 104. Uh, then we've got Alistair. Uh, I think he was the first one in the comments tonight. Cheers, yeah, Giving you a grief <laughs> about being in a wheelchair. <laughs> uh, hi. Uh, he's on 103. And we've got James Bowie on 99 and Kevin Hampsey on 98. That's Magnolia. your top five. Has Ross been away painting the town Magnolia? Hi. Hi, a buddy was I. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in actually up to eighth position now. Well I'm done. in 88, which is still a wee bit behind. I don't know where you are, Stephen. I'm only looking at the Tapsy League's kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so aye that's where we are and again just remember and get your picks in so you can try and knock Sean off the top uh, before we get into the po- podcast proper I'll touch on our new sponsors that you can see at the side here Beer52 uh, get all over it guys uh, if you visit www.com Bear with me, www.beer52.com slash selks, that's forward slash, <laughs> cheers money, um, and if, once you go into that, I think you you just basically cover the $5.95, uh, $5.95 postage, uh, and you'll get your uh, KC beer, I think you get eight beers in the box, um, myself, I, I actually used to subscribe to them uh, during lockdown, and a really good selection, great choice of beer. Uh, and I was getting it up until I realised that I didn't like the taste of ales and IPAs. <laughs> <laughs> but for for those that do, it is the the very box for you. Cheers for all the welcome backs, by the way. 
Uh, aye, it's the very box for you if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, you get wee snacks with it as well. It comes from different parts of the world each month. It's the, I mean, you're getting a case of beer and you don't even need to leave the comfort of your own couch. What's wrong and with that? And you'll get the magazine. And I was just going to say, you've got a magazine. Aye. Is this one of the magazines you found when you were playing five, Stephen? Aye, it's not a scud book, You seem to enjoy that magazine too well. <laughs> the top shelf of the, the main shop and still game. By the way, they, they stopped many a game of copy of their magazines. Oh, they? again. That's because he's been drunk for it that much. Cheers, <laughs> Alistair. Right, listen, we'll get right into it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And by the way, I want to thank you, Stephen, for uh, pitching me right back into the horse chair. I just wanted these back in after a month, but not. No such luck. <laughs> uh, so, aye, we'll just start on, obviously, the game on Wednesday night. I mean, a disappointing result. Disappointing. Disappointing-ish performance. But just sort of, I'll come to you first, Stephen, just a, a sort of brief overview o- overview, <laughs> overview of the match over, and, over and me, what yeah. you thought. Then ain't go into too much detail because we'll go into all that. But just a, a sort of overview of what you thought. What did I think of that game? I thought I we you were thought. <laughs> I thought we were terrible, to be honest. Um from start to finish, the, the pressing of the team seemed disjointed. You, you look at the centre halves, they were all over the place at some points that match are too wide for my liking. Um goalkeeping yeah, mistakes. Was, sorry. The centre half, so Welsh okay. in the ends. I know Welsh in terms of stats had a great performance, but doesn't <clears> from the the naked eye, as we like to say, Ross, it didn't look that great. The team for me just didn't didn't turn up again. There's an issue. It seems to be ongoing at the moment. We're not clinical. We're not taking the chances that we create, and we created a good lot of chances against them, like we did against Shakhtar Donetsk, and we still didn't take them. I know there was a crack and goal. We won it the way we play on the press, obviously, and Kyogo and Jada link up, and he scores a brilliant goal in that sense. But I know you want to go into it in detail after this. I just thought we were, to be honest, we were terrible. That's my over overwhelming opinion on it. Listen, you're fair. You're quite entitled to your opinion. It's fair enough for me. What's that rookie mistake? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I I think terrible is a strong word. Slightly harsh. I think we played a very good team. Uh, we'll obviously get into it further. Uh, I'll just come to you, Franny, with the same question. Uh, just a, an over an overview of the game. I think, well, I think Wally summed it up perfectly in the chat saying it was almost like when we play Hibs, it was we're the Hibs in this Champions League where we just came up against a really, really good team on the night. Like you look at uh, Leipzig's early form and stuff and you can clearly there was nothing, something not right with them early, early season to get turned over by Shakhtar. Their league position, I feel, is a bit false in the sense when you see that performance. They were just... Uh, they were really, really good tonight. I understand what Stephen's saying. We were poor and poor at times. I thought defensively, I thought <coughs> Jens had a really, really poor game. I, I, I was not impressed with him at all. He just seemed he's, to get uh, His distribution was no great. Uh, and I just thought he got dragged all over the place. That could have been down to a Leipzig a bit. I, I, I agree the second half's were. Did seem to be all over the place a wee bit, but I thought Jens just kept on getting sucked right in at the middle of the park a lot. But it was just it was one of them the old cliche bad night at the office, but it was probably 
arguably our, our poorest performance in the Champions League, but also you can't take it away for Leipzig. They were absolutely frightening, I thought, the other night. Aye. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree with that. I think that we didn't play to our levels, and certainly mm. no to the levels we, ha- we have reached for large periods of the, the first two games. And I think <clears throat> the, the Leipzig performance against Shakhtar, coupled with our two performances early in the group, I think gave us a, a sort of false pretense of how this game was going to go. I mean, after the Shakhtar game, and that, I, I'm sure I predicted that it might in the last podcast I was on that we would we would win in Leipzig. But the more time went on, what is it? I was like, when we last on each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know, eh? <laughs> I know. No, but the, the more time went on, the game grew closer. I, I mean, that result didn't surprise me in the slightest. I, I think they are they've got a good can, manager. In that, can that I jump Rose. in there a wee bit? Can I, can I jump in there a wee bit? Go I for think it, kid. What what we're saying here points to me like a lack of ambition. I think what Franny said in terms of what what William said, we're the hibs in this tournament. I mean, we slaughtered and loads of people slaughtered a certain manager across the city for saying they couldn't compete with the millions and millions of pounds that's being spent in I'm the Champions League. I'm not saying we can't compete. And then, I, but, I'm not know, saying that. Some, but no. sometimes turn up and beat us. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is you can't always point the finances or stuff like that. Like Costa oh, can Cole, you know, Stephen? Said it. So you just, Costa Cole, I don't have anything to say about Bodo Glump then, I. But Bodo Glimp, oh, like we're going back last yeah, well, year. We had that. A, I bet finances, <laughs> Stephen and Bodo Glimp. Listen, listen, listen. Anne's past the cold. You you're on for the night, big chief. Anne's past the himself said that he wants us not to think of outside factors but control what we do on the pitch. Yeah. And he even pointed to it for us <clears> in that game. We enter survival mode. We did every principle that he's kind of laid into Celtic. We tried to play safe. And Celtic in Europe, away from home especially, get into their shells does not work. And time and time again, whether it's a Rosenberg, an Anderlecht, an Alborg, we come we come away with nothing most times uh, listen, away from Europe. And that uh, needs I'm to no, stop. I'm not disagreeing with that. But what I was saying is, like, I wasn't surprised that we lost that game because Leipzig are a quality team. They are. They, they were disjointed and they'd lost their way under the last manager. That happens. But they've got this Rose, and who's a good manager, and he sort of put them back on the straight and narrow a bit. Don't get me wrong; at, at times Celtic were wide open, and it, it does boil down to the way we we play. But I'm not the one talking necessarily. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about finances. It, I'm talk, but it does boil down to the way we play that we were so wide open because we are trying to take the game, but. We're up against a really good team, and listen, when the ball gets turned over and they break it, yeah, and hit you, they're a really good counter-attacking team, as Angel to. But listen, I still think there's there was enough. Yes, yeah, <laughs> hi Monty, good to have you back. <laughs> I'm just glad you're back because I was I was turning into you. Aye, right, listen, I'll just move on for that because. We'll, we'll get into it further. Monty's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll sort of... We'll, we'll touch on the, the, the sort of missed chances and the, the let-offs, uh, first of all. So, Franny, I mean, that and Cuckoo won in 17 minutes, the offside, just what we're talking about there. It, 
sort of indicative to how wide wide open we were for lar- large periods of the match. W- would you agree with that? I thought defensively we did leave ourselves exposed a bit to for them like that. Their front front players were right like that, and Kunku, Werner's rapid. Uh, I can't even pronounce it like uh, Silva and that. They <clears throat> were all fast, fast players, and you could see they were. They're come from the ball, and it's one, one, two touches and stuff, and it's away. And I thought, even even with the replay, I know obviously they drew the lines out, but when I seen the replay, I thought it was onside. But obviously, I thought it's one thing that Van never gets wrong. I guess is is offside because it's it's not subjective. At the end of the day, it's, <coughs> it is black and white. So, I we did get did get away with one. Then it was it did seem like saying indicative of the two centre halves just being so far apart. And it just broke through the, the middle. But what a, what a finish! But I mean, it was offside. But Aye, what a finish! What a tremendous a finish. finish. But again, mm. it comes for us losing the ball. Yeah, high high up the like in their final third. Excuse me. It was a sure it was a tatty. It gave it away, mm-hmm. and like that they were on us, and they went through the midfield, broke the lines before you know it, and they're they're clean through. This is the level we're at. This is the level we have to get used to. These players, I think eight was it. Uh, I've seen somewhere well, I eight it was out nine of the until, until Anthony pointed out that really? I've never, I've never played point. in the Champions League. I know they've obviously played two games previous to mm-hmm. the one last night, but this you have to get used to this level. And I, I think the first two games they they done well. Wednesday night was a, a big learning curve, but um, coming to you, Stephen. Uh, I mean, do you think we like that that quick break? Obviously, right. The goal we got away with one. Do you think we learned for that, uh, or do you think it was like a, a quick bit Leipzig? Do you think that Leipzig had too much pace and quality in the turnover, or or we we like? Was that a bit of both? Like we we sort of like I don't know what I'm trying to ask here. I get, <laughs> no, like, I get, you're trying to say get, that we were the, defense, <laughs> uh, the two centre halves were too wide, too exposed. But aye, but were, was it the two exposed or were they too quick in the attack? Or I the, think it, for me the the aspect of us learning we haven't done because exactly what Leipzig done to us, Shakhtar did against us, and Real Madrid to a far bigger level did against us. So that's always going to be a part of the game from lag and tail in this Champions League. We're always trying to be on the front foot, which is fair enough. I love that. I love playing attack of football. And you're going to get consequences at the back, which is why I point to the, the fact that I did at the start of the show. We need to be more clinical because in that game, I think we had about 10 or 12 shots in the first half. We just need to take them opportunities. I think what you're saying, Ross, the centre halves, I mean, that's our, our second choice parent of uh, Wilson mm-hmm. Jens. And they don't, even, they don't even look like they talk to each other for me. They don't even look like they're communicating. One's away up to the, the centre mid and one's hanging back and the lines are over the place. The, the breakaway with Nkunku, uh, it was a crack of finish. I mean, his toe or knee was offside. Fine margins, obviously, in European football. But again, when you watch it in real time, like Franny, I thought it was like, ah, that's a banker. That's that's a goal. And you mm-hmm. see the referee going, going to his ear and in the, in the VAR check. But we got two let-offs. Like, it could have been a lot worse than it actually was, if we're honest. But it just comes back to the point that I tried to make there. We need to take our chances in this this level. And it, for the last three or four games, we haven't been doing that. And I don't know if it's an issue or a confidence thing, maybe coming from the back a wee bit, but we need to get rid of that out of our game. See, I know what you're saying about needing to take our chances. In the first two games, I would 100% agree with that. But for me, 
the the chances that or the best chances that we made came in the first half where other than the goal but there was two or three chances in quick succession but it was in like a a window of about two or three minutes you had obviously the um the the Taylor one and the Jens one but just before that you had Kyogo where Celtic had kind of uh, broke and for me I understand what you're saying, but it's not like that was a, a guilt-edged opportunity for Kyogo. I think it for me, it's it's a good it's a good header, uh, and a, a keeper equal to it. Uh, and then obviously you've got the the corner. I don't think it was a subsequent corner, but it was a, a corner a wee minute after it or something. Mm. And you had the Taylor chance. He maybe could get it further to the side, but. Uh, for me, that falls to the wrong guy. Then it breaks but, uh, to Jens, uh, and it, it, it's a it's a bit high, uh, and makes it more difficult. But for me, that's three chances in quick succession, right? If, if say the Kyogo one goes in, right, the other two chances for me don't come along then because Leipzig takes center and start the game again, and the game goes in a different path. So I know what you're saying, but, but I mean, it's, it, it's for me, it's. Like when I say clinical, I, I mean a couple of things. So decision making is a big part of this. We're not clinical in our thinking. Like when we get to the, the mm-hmm. final third, sometimes it feels like we're checking back or we're looking for that safe pass. And like Pastor Caldwell said, it's survival mode, or you're trying to just survive in the game when you can't actually do that because it, the game gets away from you. I mean, Mieta did a crack and cross. Patrick McLaughlin alluded to it. Kyogo done a, a fantastic header. It was a great save. But I think when you look at the actual way we play. And a strange of the doctor can send me a great comment if I can find it. The issue is as well, how do we practice setting up when we're used to the counter press by playing in the SPFL? Like, do you know what I'm saying? So there's different mm-hmm. types of systems we need to get used to and try and kind of find a way of tactical, I don't know, adjustments or making make something different during the game. I'm not asking Post to call do to change the style of play. No way. But there has to be a way where your midfield's not leaving 10, 15-yard gaps from your centre-halves and vice versa to the forwards. We need to be more compact in that situation to, to protect against the break. And then when we're going forward, be more clinical in our decision-making. I think it was clear to see the likes of Jada, even in the Champions League, got a crack and goal. But he can do... I, for me, personally, he could do so much more. He's so effective. He has the quality. That, he, he could take players on all day long. And then you have Mieta, his sprinting, again behind. He does it maybe once or twice. And then it's checking back. It's checking back than that simple pass so there needs to be like a cohesive unit going forward and also coming back the way in the pitch and then maybe you'll see a different result in terms of conceding goals and also scoring them yeah listen I, I totally I understand what you're saying there and I, I, I sort of agree but I don't know what the answer is to, to find a way to be more compact you want them to be, be more compact but away from home when you're playing three in the middle of the park I think it's very difficult to be more compact and especially when you're trying to get on the front foot the way we try and do. But again, for me, it comes down to quality. You're talking about decision-making. Sometimes I think the right decision is made, but the executing of the decision is no to, to the level that it needs to be. And then you, the ball gets turned over and you get hot in the break. Just sort of jump in, Franny, and add to that, whatever you think, man. No, Kenny, I, I sort of agree 
to an extent, we both feel like I understand what Stevens. I hundred percent agree that Jot. I wouldn't say he's been disappointing in the Champions League, but Aye. I expected more from him. I thought he was. I just thought that was going to be one of our shining lights in the Champions League, but I think he's he's only showed flashes. You've kind of got to respect the opposition that like Real Madrid and that. There's no. There will be better players than Jota that will look average against them. So I've been a wee bit disappointed with him. Maeda, I understand the argument with him. I would maybe consider getting Haksabanovic a run. Like I, I like Maeda. I just I, after I don't think he's in the best of form now, uh-huh. but I might be just be falling into the trap. He's the bit of the whipping boy now, and I might just be falling into a wee trapping with that <clears> and stuff. Because like if Kyogo scores that header, like it's it's not an easy header. But if Kyogo scores that, we're maybe having a different conversation with Maeda. He's not he's looked upon differently because he set up a good goal and stuff, but. I understand playing Maeda away from home, especially against the Leipzig, who are quick on attack. You'll get more work out of Maeda as opposed to a Haksavanovic, but I think you'll maybe get more quality going forward with a Haksavanovic. Uh-huh. But as maybe one of them, maybe be braver in that sense and play a more creative player in, in Haksavanovic. But I understand why you play Maeda away from, away from home. And mm. But like, like Alistair said, it's obviously... Leipzig have showed how good the team are, but if we win our two home games and Real Madrid win their next two games, we finish second. I don't like I that. I don't like that at all. What do you mean you don't like it? I, so you I, do why finish second? But, but it's, it's, well, it's, well, it's, bank, it's trying to bank the points that we're not guaranteed to get. If no, we win, no, if Real Madrid same. do this, we should be doing more to make it in our hands instead of relying yeah, on other stuff, players. It's in our hands. It's, it's in our hands, but... but... But this is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Is the two-way games, right? We both agreed, Franny. And you actually did in the chat. It was two. It was three points lost. They well, two points dropped against Shakhtar. Oh, the Shakhtar. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we should have took. We, we should have took that right. We should have won that game hundred percent. If we took our chances. Mm-hmm. The Le- the Leipzig game, while it was different, and Ross, you made a great point. Their management structures changed. Marco Rose, he's a cracking European manager. He was linked with us before. He's changed the way they have they've played in the last three or four weeks. So, for me, they're still relatively like we were last year in terms of building and trying to build that team and. Albeit they're sprinkled with world class players in different positions, so that that's that's obviously the difference. But what I'm trying to say, we can't be relying on Madrid beating Shakhtar. We're we're getting into these home games thinking if we win here, these two games we're banking on for for uh, second place or third place. I don't want it like that. I want us to win I'm, the I'm games. No, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to put a positive spin at saying Aye. if we win two games, I, I appreciate it's a big if when you look at that Leipzig team the other night, but it's not as we obviously we are sitting bottom of the group now. It's not as doom and gloom as you might as it might look. Aye, but <laughs> see, I would I would sort of push back on you there, Stephen. A wee bit. You're saying, like for me, you're saying, oh, we shouldn't be saying, oh, if Real Madrid beat this team, you're not going to tell me the Shakhtar fans are not saying if Leipzig beat Celtic oh, or if Real Madrid beat Celtic. That's just that's just natural. That's how fans talk. That, like we 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 try and predict and see what's going to happen with our team. It's just natural for me. I, is it right? Maybe no, but it's all part of loving football. It's it's what we do almost on a weekly basis. <laughs> but I mean, for me, we're still in the group. We've got two home games now. Don't get me wrong. The Leipzig game is going to be difficult, but for me. Sitting there, we've got two home games and then a game that's a free hit against Real Madrid. For me, minimum four points for the home games, I'll accept no less than that. 
Uh, but I think the six points are still available. And if we get the six points, you have to say, I'd be, I'd be very surprised if we didn't qualify in second place. Can, can, as well, can as well point out, Strains of the Doctor makes a great point here. It's structural issues, why you're single out individuals. As we had the point the other day, the negativity and lack of bravery stacks up, stacks up cause and failure. 100%. We're not actually kind of signaling out in, individuals. We're pointing out what, what could be done maybe better by that individual in that system. Mm-hmm. And I, I pointed out as well, I've seen pictures online on Twitter, the gaps between the, the midfield, the defence and the striker was, it was frightening at times because you made the point, Ross, they, they overran us and two passes, they were through that press and it was like, wow, we're not, we're not catching them. The break like and time and time again it happened. It's poor for us, that, in a sense, but it's also quality for them because this is going to sound maybe ridiculous, but we don't, we'll not look as exposed when we're playing, I don't know, like a, a Hearts or something, because they uh, can't okay. turn the ball over as quick mm-hmm. as what yeah. Leipzig do. So we get back in, but it's just a better quality team. It's sometimes it's it's not all about what we've done wrong. Obviously, you've got to look at that, and it is part of it. But I mean, sometimes you just can't you just can't deal with the, the way they they hurt us on the break at times. It was absolutely rapid. Well, then Ross, to go back to you, how do you deal with that then? Right, we always say Postecoglou good learns lessons, Celtic learn lessons in European football. Blah blah blah. How do you deal with that? If we're saying the same things week in, week out in European football, because I can guarantee we'll say it again in this European campaign, 100%. So how do you deal with that? For me to try and deal with that, I think you have to get an extra man in the middle of the park. But away from home. But Postacoglu is not going to do that. And we've all made the case that we don't want Celtic to go and do, and I'm only saying it because there are rivals and... I watched the game. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. We're trying to do a serious podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we saying there, sorry? I have about, thought about... Like, I, I, how do you do that? Because aye. You, aye. So, for, aye. We've all made the case that we don't want Celtic to do what Rangers are doing, right? I'm only using Rangers as an example because I watched the game the other night. They never laid a glove in Liverpool. And I know Liverpool are a quality team, but they're off the boil a bit now. They never troubled them one bit. They, they don't think they worked the keeper. For me, they've they've got that extra man midfield. They they probably didn't look as open as Celtic did against Leipzig. And it, like, if you're a Rangers supporter, you're probably no sitting with your heart in your mouth as much as we were at times. But I'll tell you what, at least we worked their keeper and we got a goal and. It sounds like a, a really poor ambition, but it was a better watch for us than it would be for a, a Rangers supporter. And I, I we're still in the group, and I still believe yeah. playing the, the style that Ange wants to play, we can get out of this group with two home wins. But what do you think? Like the Celtic Supporters podcast, uh, ran by Del Boy, how you doing, buddy? He says, other than the family they love in, does Ange des- deserve criticism? as much as he's set in his way. Successful managers adapt to win games. Stubbornness wins nothing. Now, for me personally, like I'm not coming at an answer saying he needs to change all this and that, but there is subtle adjustments that can be done. I think that's a fair point, in my opinion, because, yes, there's been a whole love in me, Alex Postacoglu, blah, 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 he does this and does that, but he's not immune 
to calling them out sometimes. And sometimes no. I have to admit, I have to admit, I've been a wee bit peeved off when he hasn't. He made he made two subs in the seventieth minute when we were down on our arse in Germany. They made their subs before us, and that that kind of spurred them on more. He needs it for me in European football anyway. A wee bit of quicker judgment needs to be there. I know he's learning his, himself as well, coming from Japan, yeah. the us adapting and stuff like that. But I do get what Del Boy said, and I really do. Uh, no, I understand it as well. Sorry, Franny, go for it. Oh, sorry, I, was gonna say, I, I, I get what uh, Del's saying as well, and I do agree. I thought he could have made substitutions earlier the other night as well, Stephen. I think the energy was maybe going a wee bit out in us, and maybe could have freshened it up. But I think it's a wee bit naive as well to say he's stubborn. I, Kaiser said that when he was Kaiser said that you don't be a successful manager by playing one way. There's different ways to play that system. Like you, it's not attack, 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 and that's it. And it's this four three three, nothing else. We press, we press. There's different ways. He sets mm-hmm. up a team, and there's different ways to play that system and different ways to attack. Mm-hmm. It's it's not just one way of playing football. And I think he's shown that he has done that and played the system in different ways. Like Ross said, like to see maybe an extra away from home in Europe, anyway, an extra guy in the midfield to try and make us a wee bit more compact and maybe retain the ball a wee bit better. But does then that take away from the press? Because obviously he wants to press high up the park and win it back higher. Because if you win the the ball off in their final third, then they're on the back foot and out of position. So it's it's one of them. I sort of feel, I, that, I mean that's a madness formation, but it was. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's one of them where you want to. There's, in years gone by, we have changed our system, going into Europe and just try to maybe nick something. And I and Isne cannot be get away from critic. It can be criticised at times, but I think you can also credit him saying, at least he's having a go. We're going out and trying to win a game and not maybe try and get a reset piece and nick a goal and things like that. It's, but I don't... He's not void any criticism. You can, you can criticise him. I, I do think he could have made substitutions earlier on, on uh, Wednesday night. Wednesday, Tuesday, whatever name Gary was. comes in. I don't think we had the bench to change it up, to be fair. We had, we had the vehicle and played out with the available subs. I mean, does that is that the case then, the whole... We have two teams' arguments out the window because we're we're big enough to, to praise the, the squad depth and we're we're winning games, but when we're not, we're saying the subs aren't good enough. I just don't get that. Uh, I, for me, I, I I don't agree with that. I, for me, I think we've not got not got enough for two teams, but we've got we've got a good squad depth. I've said for weeks now that whoever comes in does they take away for the team. Maybe we'd sort of retract that statement now and, and say <laughs> if we make two or three subs in a game, it doesn't really take away from the team, especially if we're winning. But mm. if we make six, seven changes to what you would have to say is more or less our best 11, then that's when you start to see, for the start of a game, that's when you see the quality drop off a wee bit. No, I see. No, I wasn't disagreeing with you either. I was actually Anthony Dunn came in a comment here, one of her own. If we change tactics and inevitable defeat happens, he'll get stick for not playing their strengths. This schizophrenic response to every defeat is to me. I don't, I don't like that at all. I think that's for me wrong. We're allowed to react to a defeat and give our opinion on what we thought could be changed. That, that whole 
that's just null and void there from Anthony Light, to be but, fair. But see, <laughs> Angie's made the, 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 the argument as well. Like, he said it before the Real Madrid game. People were asking him he's got to play the same way. Uh, he's got to play the same way because I've been drumming mm-hmm. into these guys for a year. This is the way I want to play. And then all of a sudden I've got to go, well, they're actually quite good. So, well, that, see, that way I've been telling you is the way to do it. That, that's how we'll get success. Fuck that. Just put that in the bin, man. Mm-hmm. No point doing that night. Well, oh, well, no one what's the point in playing it ever then? No one's saying adjust it. You can make... Aye, but, but he, for me, he has adjusted. Uh, yeah, like, 100%. But see, when he first came in, he played that system, right? Didn't have the players, but there was a few games where we blew teams off the park, 5 6 now and that, I think it was Man Dundee early mm-hmm. in the last season. Then we started to put teams away early. We'd be a bit more, start playing a bit more with ourselves. Now, this is domestically, by the way, mm-hmm. talking about. And he did. They, they sort of reined it in. We, we, we alluded to it enough times last season. Mm-hmm. He reined it in at times. The game at Ibrox, we, we go up to one. Come and, come and break us down. Yeah, I agree. We didn't go hell for leather. So he has adjusted it. He still played the 4-3-3, but he allowed Rangers to have the ball. And don't get me wrong, I think he maybe has tried to do that in Europe this season, but it's, it's so much more difficult to see, do it. See what you said there? That's a fantastic point. See if you took that carbon copy of the 2-1 performance against Rangers and we kind of sat back and let them have the ball and then do the exact same thing RB Leipzig done to us. See if we implemented that for me in that game during the week. Might not have changed lots of it, but I think we would have been a lot more difficult to break down than that. I still think we were not through, is it, Well, They were that good. think so. Think so. Aye. I do, aye. That's fair enough. Ronnie, I don't know. I, like, I will. I, <clears throat> I don't. I've, I don't know if they would have played for us at all, but I don't know how much a difference it would have had on the game because it's it's hard when you sort of go in a defensive mindset to then get going again when you're maybe chasing a goal. <laughs> it's hard, and then when you're up against a quality team of Leipzig, it's it's a lot harder. So I understand what you're saying, Stephen, and to an extent, I maybe would have maybe would have liked that. But I think it would have then been harder to get up the park to then try and maybe get that equaliser, or if it was one one and get the goal, it might have been harder. But, there's, there, there, there's but I don't, I don't think. I was just going to say I don't think what you're saying. Like take that, um, the way we the played against game. strangers, right? I don't think we can play that way against a Leipzig and still have three midfielders on the park. I think you need to sacrifice linear front three and get another yeah. guy in there to help you out if you're going to let them have the ball just to be more compact like we've said because if you go with the three O'Reilly's not going to sit and defend in a, a banky three or whatever do you Thank know what brand. I mean says what you were saying there aye there's my phone it's uh, I don't know what the deal is with my phone it like picks up my voice and then starts saying <laughs> oh, I'm not sure I understood that I'm like well, I'm not even saying that man <laughs> I think as well, like the, the whole the whole thing, like if you're tweaking a system, right? And we're no experts. Let's be honest. My my manager manager experience is a football manager sitting there just having a wee beer and something like that. Like, but I mean, when you look at it and you look at players' position, it annoys me when you see players just banging forward at will and we're open at the back and you, they get the goals from simple errors. I mean, we're going to come on to heart and that, but 
it can be fixed. We know it can be fixed. And I just want to come to Brian here. O'Reilly playing far too forward and the stats are similar to a striker. Talking about stats, we will be doing another stats drop episode this Sunday oh, at the nice end of that. Segue. So I see what you've done there. An evening, an <laughs> evening episode with Tony McLaughlin. And we're bringing someone else on board, Stuart Ross from the Celtic Way, who is very big into his stats as well. So we'll be looking at all things stats on the previous three games. So that would be the St. Johnson game coming up, the Motherwell game and the European game. Leipzig. Just looking at it from a, a data point of view. But back to yourself, Ross. Hi, <laughs> listen, we could go over that all night. I'm a car technician. Franny's a Sparky. spark that's in the office now. And you're a transponder because nobody knows what you do, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, listen, we, we can go over it all night. But... Yeah, I, I, I just know it's better. Listen, we'll move on to the goals, right? <laughs> uh, I'll come to you first, Franny. The Rotomer. Do you think it was preventable? I think, I, I mean, of course it was. But I, 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 talk I, us through it. As what they want. I suppose if you look at every goal, there's there's ways you can prevent it. But uh, it was just this short corner again that we seem to we seem to like taking and stuff. And then Hatati doesn't play the best pass to McGregor, but I'm still expecting McGregor to control that and maybe probably not get a shot off because they're coming out, but keep the ball moving. So it it takes a poor touch. It's terrible. It uh, takes a, a poor touch and just doesn't doesn't get back in. Could they pull him down? I think he could. They, they could maybe try and stop the attack maybe on the halfway line and just take the book in that like he'd done it against Motherwell at the weekend. They knew knew what he had to do, take one for the team. He could have done that there, but it didn't. And then the boy just outpaces him and then gets up the park score. So as an individual, I don't think Juranovic covered his selling glory either where he's, he should know the boy's running in behind him and he's kind of, he maybe, if he's just kind of on the half turn, is he giving his cell a better chance to get in. It's it as fine margins. But I think I think it could have been could have been prevented. But it just it was it, I think it showed Leipzig in a good way as well, how they got the ball maybe 20, 25 yards out, two passes later it's a goal. Aye, it's just it's the speedy attack. Aye. But I mean I think well, you're saying it obviously. I mean, it could have been prevented because mm-hmm. if Cal McGregor doesn't take a poor touch, it's prevented. It's a horrendous touch, absolutely horrendous. But for me, I think you're right. I think Juranovic is a wee bit slow to react, and be- once he does, and Kuku is already away, he's on his bike, he's in. Juranovic then can he? He could, do you know what I mean? He uh, could take him down, but he takes him down. He's the last man. He's off the park, so he doesn't do that. I don't know. Uh, probably being harsh. Do you think maybe Stephen? Do you think Hart could maybe hold his position, stay in his line a bit longer to try and allow Juranovic to maybe usher and cook out wide? I think if you're if I'm honest, yeah. The angle, like Cuckoo's coming in from the the right hand side, so he's already at an angle. And he, he slips the pass Joe Hart. Like, Joe Hart's fallen, so his body shape, he's gone already. For me, like, if you've seen, like, a, an Arthur Boris come out in that situation, he'd stay with his knees outstretched. He's he's going around with him, kind of jockeying him. And then maybe you get a chance of, of preventing that goal in terms of a save, or maybe you're on the pitch getting back in time. The, the go back to the, the build-up as well. Again, Cal McGregor, I don't know what it is recently. Obviously, I mean, the not-so-good the not news of his injury and stuff, but welcome on to that, Ross. And 
I just um I think his touch was horrendous. There's been a couple of times in previous games where he's took a bad touch and put himself under pressure. He should for me he should have took the man out. I don't know why he's, again he's trying to run with him. He should he should have done what he done against um Mullerwell. He should have just took the guy out and, and took the consequence and that would have stopped the attack for me anyway. Um but in, in terms of the goal itself, to, as, as Franny said, two passes, the play through us from a corner kick, and Kunku with his quality just made it. I mean, he made it look easy in the end. We, we said rolling into the net there at a right hand angle. Great finish and good team goal for them. Aye, uh, no, definitely. Just you touched on McGregor, should maybe take him down. I, I get that. I think he's, he's already hurt at that point, I think. And he's personal so. guy. And there was I think fifth, he's after he's lost. That aye, aye, I think he's he's hurt himself there, Possibly. and then he's he's maybe struggling, but he's he's mm. been having an idiot to get back. I think he does try to have a, a nibble at him, but just doesn't he get enough mm. enough on him? But doesn't he get? I does, mean, doesn't he get the, his final toe to the ball that goes in cuckoo? Is that is that what happens? Does he what? He gets a he gets a toe on the ball, doesn't it? And it goes to their player as well. Um, from the replay, it's coming back into my mind. Is that, is that not that one? Oh, sorry. No, no I, don't oh, think, I, don't so. no, I don't think so. I don't think so, no. But I, I mean, obviously, McGregor is injured, right? It's it's a big loss. He's our captain. But I've got to say something quite controversial, right? I don't think he's performed anywhere near to the yes. levels no. that he did last no. season. Yes. Uh, and I'll come, I'll come to you first with these, Franny. I don't think he's performed anywhere near to the level he has last season. I think mm-hmm. last season, I don't know if he got like a, a boost with being made captain. I think it was one of his best seasons in a Celtic I knew it jersey. Was. I knew it was. I oh, well, there you go. Then, right? uh, I thought you were saying yeah. it was in Cuckoo. Sorry. No, I, no I got, sorry. Uh, I got mixed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, aye, so I don't think he's performed anywhere near to the levels. You still want him in the team because he... What, what he brings in terms of leadership and stuff like that but for me him and another guy who I've loved but in recent weeks I think he's been at fault for a number of goals poor positional play Juranovic I think I think he's been a wee break out of the team I think the the layoff for McGregor will probably benefit him more than it will benefit us like the, the team what, what would you what do you think of that? I, I kind of disagree with the, the McGregor one. Like he, he did set very high standards <coughs> of his sale last season. He was, it's arguably one of his, if not his best season in a Celtic jersey. He was, he was really, really good. He rose into the captain's role and stuff. And like you say, this season he's not, he's not hurt the levels, but there's obviously different qualities like, like the leadership and stuff like that. Um, so you have him in for that. But I, Juranovic, I'm a big fan of. I don't the other night. I don't think he done well, but I, th- I think against Real Madrid and he done okay. Shakhtar, it, he could argue was caught out again for Mudrik, but this Mudrik seems to be one of the most touted players in Europe. So I think he'll do that by with many a defender. But I don't again. I don't think Juranovic is hurt the hurt the heights. Says that down to the apparent rumours in the summer. Maybe was his head turned. I don't. I don't know. We were always told that Anne Saint is not going to convince somebody to be here, so maybe he was. Uh, I've, by the way, Riley, I, I would agree with that, that he's not... Mm-hmm. I would expect <clears> for him in terms of assists and goals. He's not done done a lot this season. I mean, quite, that is still early 
earlier doors in the season. It seems longer because we're into the the Champions League's been brought forward and things like that. We're playing that quicker, so it does seem like we're further into the season when we've not even had the first round of fixtures uh, in the, done yet. But I think there's a there is a few players that haven't hurt the standards, and McGregor and Juranovic are are two of them. And like aye, said, only in not... recent weeks, by the way, aye, in recent the weeks, early aye. part of the season they were dynamite. Aye, they were, aye you, d- you didn't blow teams away and playing crap. Aye, exactly. What about yourself, Stephen, and they two? And even O'Reilly, what? we'll touch on I, what Alistair said because he makes a good point. I, I mean, like, people are obviously going to say why, why we're jumping on these players, but again, it, it has to be called out. Let, let's be honest. And Albeit they may get away with two, it. Two seconds. I'll just be two seconds. I need to get this jumper off. I'm going to fucking pass it. <laughs> I was going to say, at least it's no me that's run away this week. <laughs> Albeit they may get away with it in the SPFL domestic cup competitions, but in European football, you can see the the, the drop-off in quality. Colin McGregor, for me, the biggest standout of last season, the captain on the rounds. He took it by the horns. He made us the team we were. For, without doubt, by the way, he's still our best midfield player. We're not, I'm not downplaying that at all. But he has been off the boil. He hasn't made it. His, his decision-making seems to be a bit safe at the minute. It seems to be laboured. A wee bit slow on the ball. His touches, as the Leipzig goal will tell you, is a wee bit shaky. And it, maybe it's fitness fatigue for him because he's played a hell of a load of games and only it's human nature that your body's going to catch up with you at one yeah. point and he maybe picked up that niggle injury from that kind of situation, it's from his body kind of break. Like, I don't know if it is a fit, because I thought it was really impressive, McGregor, in the Scotland games. Ah, he was. quite weird. Really well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, like maybe the pressure in, in, in a way was off him in the yeah. games. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That, that could play... A major part in the players' thinking mm-hmm. too, because if you're in the, in the in the trenches with your teammates and your captain, you need to be the standout player regardless of what position you're playing on. Um, the, the whole injury thing, I won't come on that yet because I know we're going to do a segment about that. But he he does for me the break and in, in regards to an injury, fair enough. But it could help him more than the other players in terms of coming back fresh and getting his rehabilitation done, however long that takes. But looking at Ranovich as well, Ross, 100% agree with you. I don't know why there was such talk about him in the summer about moving. Is he putting this in his agent's mind that he wants to move away from Celtic after such a short period of time? It's a bit strange if that's the case. But since the summer and that break, he hasn't been his usual self. There is some times where he's great, fair enough, but consistency levels have really went down. Again, his first touch for me seems to be a bit iffy. He hits, he takes the ball and he, he runs and he bangs it in front of him and he can't get it and he loses possession and it's a turnover for the other team. Um, in terms of his link-up play with the, the likes of Mede on the right or if it's Abada, seems to be sometimes non-existent in my opinion and he used to be a brilliant dropping into the midfield positions like Greg Taylor but that side of his game has kind of went as well um, O'Reilly, like McGranda who's watched it long he's been saying this for weeks for weeks, O'Reilly's <laughs> been off it in terms of his pressing, his kind of running, his passing and I totally 100% agree I don't think he's been the same I don't know whether it's again it could be the speculation around his future is winning this head. Not in an, an adverse way where he's banging the door of Vans wanting to go, but mm-hmm. you know yourself when you're talked about that much in the media, well not us know ourselves, but I mean professional footballers, they they would know it might sink in or that they might need help with that. But he hasn't been to his usual levels. But I'm kind of prepared to give him a buy ball, if if that makes sense, in terms of he's probably been the one thrusted in the most to take over from Rodzik and be that main number ten because Turnbull again hasn't reached the levels, but it's quite, when you talk about it, Ross, it's quite mad how many players have kind of dropped a wee bit. 
Sorry, Ross, but do you think no. they maybe the international break came at the wrong time for Celtic? Yes, yes. I know we did. probably because they, they they went into that with a loss. But I mean, the Motherwell game, I never seen the whole game because I was away, obviously. Mm. Uh, but I know. The Motherwell, I didn't see all the Motherwell game because I was away, but. Um, what I seen yeah, the highlights and stuff. I seen extended highlights, and they made a lot of chances. Yeah. <clears throat> and another day, they could have scored six, seven, eight goals. So you look at that. That comes down to what you already did earlier, Stephen, about being more clinical. But um, I don't know. They weren't it awful. The other <laughs> night. What is it? <laughs> I know. Well, that's just that's just what I was. But that was the point I was building up to. By the way, it's really this man. That's mental. And I was, I was going to. I know. I was actually building up to that point. The guy's bang. Who was it? Made that comment. Gary Melrose. He's bang on. We're like I'm no for a second saying we're playing terribly bad. Like. There is a couple of players not playing to the level, which was a really high level. That they're but just see, not reaching that back, level can, the last couple of games. Can I push back to you on that one, right? We talked about the squad depth, right? So if O'Reilly and Juranovic and McGregor, right? McGregor's out indefinitely with injury. Are you going to start Ralston and Turnbull ahead of them? Because for me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust them. No. No. So when they start with effectively, ahead of them. effective. Effectively, though, regardless of their form, no matter what we're saying, they need to get through that patch by playing first-team football and starting games. So Absolutely. there's no kind of in or out for them because the, 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 them, for me, are still influences on games, regardless of how either it's 90%, 100% all the time or whatever. But for, I wouldn't put Ralston and Turnbull in ahead of them. Like. No, definitely no. But like you say, they need to keep playing games and play through it. But it's it's no... like They're, they're not playing that bad. They've had a couple of... And different performances. I'm just saying their levels have dropped slightly, but I'm not worried. I'm not worried in the slightest about it. I, I think I still believe that we'll go out the Mora and we'll beat St Johnson quite comfortably. I still believe that we'll, we can again give a really good account of ourselves in the game against Leipzig. It's going to be a difficult game, but I still think we have enough quality in that team. To go out and win that game, but I mean, we'll move on, uh, and we'll move on to our equaliser, Stephen. Uh, we win it. Just, just what I've been saying. Uh, we win it high up the park, and it's moments like that 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 fill me with confidence because I I think we'll create a lot more moments like that at home than we did the other night, and we just have to be ruthless in the moments and take full advantage of it. Because we we created moments like that against Real Madrid, we just didn't take advantage of it. Uh, but what did what did you think of the goal? And would you sort of agree with what I've just sort of outlined there? I think Paul as well. Our fastest players look slow in Europe. I I really agree with that. I think agree with that. It's at, always been it's always been the same. Yeah. I mean, the, in terms of the, the, everybody. Sorry, Stephen. I'm just going to add to that. Like I always watch Celtic and whoever they're playing. It doesn't matter what level of team it is. Always look more athletic. Yeah, I think as well, like the goal itself shows you when you stick to the principles <laughs> of what Pastor Crowley wants you to do, 
you'll reap the rewards. And you play brave. You play through their press. You win the ball high up the pitch. You're countering with four on two, I think it was. You've got Kyogo with his pace, binding Jada, and Jada with a one-time finish. And he does that iconic celebration he done against Rangers. It was a fantastic, it was a fantastic, beautiful goal. But it's all you really can say about it because it didn't come to anything. We still kind of fell back on our laurels. We, pl- we played safe. We played in survival mode. And like literally... All right. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> not, no, but I, I love that saying. The reason I love that saying is because if he's wanting to implement this and players are kind of going against it, then he's it's going to end up the same. Do you know what I mean? It's going to end up the but same. But they're not going against stuff. it. They're, they're, they're trying to get used to that level. And Ange is right. He's called them out. And he, he's he's mm. he's told them and sh- like pointed out, what this is what you've done wrong. I don't want you to do that. I know I've said it to you. I know it's difficult to implement it. But we go again. We try and do it again. Yeah, I 100% agree. But as, as I said there, the, the, the team goal was class. I think Kyogo... I mean, when he when he was running, I was going. Please make the right decision. Please make the right decision. Aye. And he he, he looks up. He looks up because for part of me was waiting on him checking back and hitting the shot or checking back and hitting it off their defender. But he he, he looked up. He, he took his time. He found Jada, and Jada <clears> was a fantastic finish. And that for me, they they seem to link up well. Near, but if we look back to Furnace Farosh and games like that, that, that clip of Jada whacking that ball over the cube <coughs> made me a, a great uh, put, like partnership developing there in European football. But yeah, it was a great. It was a great goal. Aye, aye. Um, Franny, d- just come to yourself just on sort of what I'd said about creating moments like that and uh, just the goal itself what, what was your thoughts? I think the goal kind of epitomises what we expect for an Ange team how we, we win the, the ball kind of high up the park and it's similar to what El Hapsic does a couple of passes later it's a goal, that's what we like seeing it's when you're playing the, playing the quick pass and obviously you win it high up the park and that they're, they're out of position and then the quick passion creates that space and creates a chance and you take that chance but like you say you do need at this level you do need to be more ruthless uh, hence why we've maybe not picked up the results or got the rewards for the previous games that maybe our play deserved but uh, uh, it's, I've just totally lost my train of thought there I can that feeling, kid. totally lost my train of thought I mean, I got Mila to do the Jota celebration. That's about as good as it got the other night. Ah, well. Listen, but... Move on, I mean, we'll, we'll move on. So, it was a good goal, right? It's like Stephen said. We scored the goal, but we didn't do the right things after it. We... I'm sure it was... Was, was the other goal that got chopped off? I think it was Slob's eye or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The, anyway, so, so we ah, get the reprieve for that. that. For me... When I first seen it, I was like, "Wow, that's that's a goal." What they even talking about? Aye. But I still think it was harsh. But let the law, it was offside. He is in Hart's liney sight. But <clears throat> we get the reprieve for that. That's two. What? That's two let offs. Two two second chances. If you like, we've got away with it. It's one each. You think are we going to ride our luck away from home for the first time ever? Mm-hmm. And before you even get to digest that, heart serves one up my fucking plate for fucking whoever it was. I mean, yeah. Franny, talk us through that fucking disaster. It's, it's like, see, I, I, 
we've actually got we've got the what's the holiday moment. Eh? It was, <laughs> uh, it was, it, it was, it was like I, I would love, uh, understand why the goal was chopped off, but I think it was up the other end. I'd be raging at. Like we, oh, I think we we said it in the chat. I don't think any has really thought the goal should have been chopped off, but you take it. You obviously at this, especially at this level, when we weren't necessarily. We're up against it a wee bit in the opposition, so you, you look for the lucky breaks. Uh, but like you say, but the referee was just it felt like the referee was just running back <clears> to <throat> give it and the next thing you know, Silva's gone in and going. You're like, what's happened here? But it's obviously been two or three passes. Cause at first I thought initially it came for the resulting free kick, and I was like, surely it's not that bad that it's came for the resulting free kick offside and he's gave it straight away. But it kind of goes to what well what Ange touched on that Stevens used I do think that was when you, when you look at that now, knowing what Anne said, because I've kind of looked at that at bits of the game, like seen highlights of the game, and then with the mindset of Anne saying how we played safe and weren't brave, and I think that goal epitomised it because I think it was Jens. He gave it to Jens first heart. Now I'm not trying to take heart out to blame. Hearts to blame for this goal, mm-hmm. but he gave the ball to Jens, and Jens had a pass out to Taylor, but plays it back to Hart. And then Hart gives it to Welsh, and Welsh had a pass it to Juranovic, but Welsh gives it back to Hart, and then Hart then tried to bypass A2, but gave it to a Leipzig player instead. Aye. And but the boys the, the ball, the, the ball he tried. It's never on. It's never on. It's never on. And yeah, if you've that's... got to do that, you've got to try and clip it over. But even then, that Aye. clipping it over is still not on because there's it's not dangerous, between man. that. Uh, it's dangerous, and between the Leipzig boy and Taylor. There's what there's maybe five, ten yards. The boy the, the Leipzig boy's got to go back. Whether if he intercepts it, they might not necessarily score them. But uh, that passes passes not on. I know he comes out and says what he says, but I think it I think it's game management comes in there. I know Kyle goes up front, he's unlikely to win the header. But just put it up there, get yourself up the part. You've yep. you've tried, you've had a couple of passes to and tried to play out, but your two centre halves have gave you it back. Sometimes you have to read just the, play the, the moment. Room, so to, I read the room, so to speak, and, and just uh, put it up the park and they'll reset and try and run it back and go again. But as uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say Hearts at fault, but I think Jens and Welsh had have got a part to play because that's when they went into playing that sort of a safe defensive mode. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I mean, I didn't notice Celtic doing that in real time. I only noticed it when it's been brought to attention. Aye. But, I mean, Stephen, I know you're itching to come in in that uh, Hearts interview there. Uh, for me, I, I, I think you're going to agree with me. I think that it's, it's, that's, he, he says something along the lines of that's the way the manager wants us to play or whatever. That's not the style. You played a 15, 20-yard pass right into a guy's feet when there was no <laughs> pass on. For me, that's that's a that's a cop-out. Fair play to him for yeah. coming out and facing up. But did he say that? What what do you think? I think his choice of words were horrendous. I think that's that. what it's, it's choice of words It was, like, he's basically, in a, in a nutshell for me, trying to abolish himself of any, any blame. I know he said it was his mistake, fair enough, but he's trying to kind of counter that argument by going, but it's how the manager wants us to play. No. Aye. As Fra- he knows as Franny said, to take responsibility, but... Aye. Mm. As Franny said, 
I don't care if you're playing like Kyogo or a Peter Crouch up front or whoever. You hit that ball as hard as you can to get it out of that danger area, regardless of that type of game management, of well, the way he wants to pass the ball. He's experienced enough to know that if he looks up and he thinks he sees Greg Taylor, I don't know what he was looking at, pixie dust or something, and he plays a lovely slide of pass to their, their forward Silva, who loves to gobble him, chances up, and, and he got it. I thought as well, you're right to bring up Welsh and, and Jens in this argument too, Franny. They did play a part. They didn't get rid of the ball either. But I think it, at the end of the day, we've seen our centre-halves more often than not. If they can't find a pass in front of them, they will go back to the keeper. And Joe Hart has kicked the ball long at times. He, it's not like he's never done it before. So I don't know why he's trying to be like, oh, it's, I've been told not to, or this is how we're meant to do it. And also, if you look at that replay where Hart has the ball, Jens peels off the left-hand side to fill the, the, grab, the gap that Greg Taylor left. So there was an easier ball on for him. But I really don't know what goes through his, goes through his mind. He's made, yeah. for me anyway, a, a couple of mistakes in the last game. In the last couple of games, the, the Shakhtar game, the St. Mary game beforehand, I do think he was a foul for one of them goals at least. And I just, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, wow, what what is going on? If you hoof that ball, I don't care if you have to take a balligan from Postacoglu. You explain yourself. You tell him you couldn't make that pass. Because there was no pass on to make. Bring Barkas back. <laughs> if there's no pass <laughs> on, you, you just get it up and uh. put it into an area for somebody to chase a ball down. It's one each your way from home. Sometimes you hate to do that. I want to sort of touch on, the both of you had sort of not had a go at uh, Welsh and Jens. But I understand where these are coming from. But like you had sort of alluded to, Stephen, we do that a lot. We pass it. Okay, we'd passed ourselves into a position where we had to go back to the keeper. It wasn't great. But if Hart just empties it, they wouldn't talk about that. Mm. Sometimes you hate to go back exactly. to go forward. And they had to go back because Leipzig were pressing us. No, not a high not a, like a high speed press or anything like that, but just hey, shutting off the, the spaces. They were shutting off they shut off the spaces, Aye. which in turn made that they've done their job, which makes Welsh and Jens go back the way. But then, like, the passes know they are. <laughs> fucking empty it, man. <laughs> I know it's all right saying it, and you're watching it in hindsight and stuff like that. Aye. And you, you sometimes you're you you're playing off the cuff. No, Aye, I, I know, but you're playing off the cuff sometimes. But, like, it was the there, was it? The, the passes no there. Nah, it was it was really shite, man. It was. But um, <laughs> I mean, we'll move on to the third goal. Uh, I mean, it was nailed the coffin. Uh, we're trying to get back. Uh, we're trying to get back into it. There's spaces left, but for me, it was just a goalie real quality. Uh, you think there's anything we could have done about it, Stephen? Well, I mean, first things first. I have to give kudos to our right back. He was an absolute machine. Um, could silicone or silicone or something like that, but silicone I'm nearly saying, but it was something like that anyway. <laughs> but um, he, he was an uh, he was an absolute. He he just uh, ran up and good. down that wing. He he was goodbye players and the kind of the, what I liked about the goal and I'm saying like, but you know what I mean. It comes into him, and he he just takes it and he he plays it over. And your man Silva's coming in at the, the left-hand side and he does puts <clears throat> in the back of the net. Not really much that could be done. I think the game's gone at that point and I think some of the players, their, their minds were, were gone and legs were gone and it was a case of trying to see the game out and keep it the, the damage limitation because you, you look back at the, the VAR goals that were chopped off and 
I agree with you guys. If if the um the third goal at that time scored wasn't chopped off, I wouldn't have even cared because it was, I don't think there was nothing wrong with it. But again, it was just one of them things. Um, the game management side of things went out the window. The whole he brought on the Akimakis and things like that. But for me, it was ten minutes too late. Unfortunately, they could have been made a wee bit earlier to give the team a bit more energy, a bit more fresh legs. What Does he bring you you guess, really? uh, Aye, the last ten minutes. I can't even read that. Yeah, it's mad for me. It's it's mad for me as well. How Yakimaka seems to. I know he had a, a wee bit of an injury in the international break, but even before that, he hasn't been given for me the respect he deserves. He was fantastic for us last season. I know Kyogo's the number one striker, and let's be honest, he's probably the number one Ansman, to be fair as well. But I think Yakimakis has to has to start some of these games. He can offer something different. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just add to that, Franny. Talk about the third goal, and then just bounce off of what Stevens just sort of uh, said. I suppose about... I, it's like I went back, go back to Ella. You ball maybe, you could maybe try and find something that would stop the first goal. Personally, I, I, I can't. It was for me, it was a really, really good goal and stuff. It's, sometimes you have got to just put your hands up and go, Well, that was a good goal. What could we do? Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I do agree with Stephen. That right back was, uh, he was really, really oh, good incredible. Hot. Like, I can't, I think the boy that scored the, the second goal that was chopped off, uh, I thought he was a really, really good player as well. Yeah. And then clearly, that like. And Kunku, you seen why he was he's getting touted for silly money for the English Premiership. He just he looks a real superstar. Uh, but I bet he was getting touted for that bloody last year and played I like a dick against. I I don't know if the heads had gone, but that but I th- I think maybe 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 they were a wee bit in the sense, but more deflated in the manner you lost the second goal because you get that reprieve from the 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 VAR decision then you gear away a stupid silly goal and stuff so I think maybe that's when the players felt maybe leggy because they maybe got a wee boost of energy for getting another VAR decision going their way then you just instantly give that goal away and it's, it's maybe just the legs you started feeling it a wee bit more in the legs and I think with the Jackamacus one, I don't think his intention was ever to bring Jackamacus on. I, I think he's maybe <coughs> still carrying a bit of an injury, hence why he didn't come on until no, maybe 10 minutes to go to right, try yeah. and I mean, try and I'm also mean before. before no, no, guy, I, no I, I agree that he, he probably could have been used more but beforehand and stuff. But uh, it was just, for me, that, that third goal was a, it was a goal of real quality and stuff. But I think maybe the team's legs had not gone, but just started to the night started to wear on them because Leipzig really moved the ball really well and had some top, top players. Like, you see, you know, the substitutions we brought on compared to them, I think I've seen a start, like, they brought on, their substitutions had 185 caps. I don't know how many others had, but you're lucky if, I don't know if they had 20. Uh, in fact, McCarthy probably got about 185 himself, in fairness. He's probably got a few for Ireland. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, aye, but I mean, we'll sort of bring that defeat to an end. We've spent a bit of time on that. Enjoyed talking <laughs> about it. it. I loved it. I loved it. It's good, <laughs> aye. Listen, before we move on to the next bit, I'll let you just remind everybody, Stephen, of the viewer takeover. Yes, the viewer takeover is back this month with Jay Thomas. I think this is the last Friday this month. Forgive me, the date escapes my mind. I'm a couple of beers deep here, so but he is back <laughs> in. The end of this month, we're all looking forward to having them on again. It'll be a good laugh. We've talked about Celtic, the usual, and then Alistair Jack, I believe, who is off at the moment. He's away to Perth in the morning, so good luck with that trip and hope all goes well. In terms is he of he going? Result. Is he? 
and he'll be on after Jed if all goes well. So fear takeover. It's live in the kicking. Get in touch with us. Gary Melrose, Egyptian King, Brian McCabe. If anyone's interested, social media channels, you know where we are. Aye. By the way, there's a few of the boys who probably do a better hosting job than me. Wise up. Right. So we'll move on to the mounting injury list. It is starting to mount. The mounting. Franny, we've got. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, right? Because I could be. I've not had time to properly read up. So I'm I'm, I'm putting it to you. CCV. Could he be back at the weekend? I think he was training today. And then you've got Gigi, who obviously came on. I didn't even realise that. Do you think he'll be there or thereabouts? I hope so. hope so. And then, obviously, we've got Starfelt, who I'm not sure he's he's no anything. I really miss him. really miss him. What did you say, Franny? I think I'd bet that it was the end of October when he's back. Right. Right, uh, and then McGregor, lengthy, yeah. Moy. I'm not sure how long, but I mean, for any of these guys are starting to mount up, aren't they? Uh, it's and it's coming at a crucial time, obviously, with the World Cup and stuff. I think there's nine games we play in October. Uh, the Leipzig game <coughs> against us, so maybe it's like eight games we'll still to play before the season sort of uh, has an extended winter break, if you like. Uh, so the injuries aren't great, so. I think that's where we're going to have to start using the squad a wee bit more, and uh, I don't wouldn't say try and ride a lot because I think the squad is good enough, but maybe not making six or seven changes. But I think we might need to start using maybe rotate a wee bit more with two or three changes every week, and then try and utilise the subs a wee bit better and things like, that and not just make the same subs. Maybe keep guys right, fresh for the, the same next game. Three. Aye, the same three, maybe just as opposed to a forest, maybe bring on a Haksavanovic or whatever, or things like that. Just mm-hmm. guys that can play the position, but not normally. I know you said Moy's injured, but it seemed to be McGregor would come off and Moy comes on, maybe an Abelgard comes on, or a, a, a McCarthy Stevens best pal on that. Something like that, just try and freshen the squad. So it's, I think the, the squad has got to get tested over the, the, next, the next month anyway. The sooner. Like obviously Starfelt's massive, I think. Uh, eh, sorry, well, Starfelt is a wee bit massive, to be fair, but CCV, I think it's... A wee bit massive? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's any coincidence. <laughs> I don't think it's any coincidence that our, our sort of a, a poor form defensively is coupled with him not being in the team. And I think that's maybe playing a wee bit in heart as well, maybe reading too much into that, that Hart's maybe got more confidence when... Carter Vickers is in front of him. He maybe trusts him a wee bit better in that. So maybe that's playing in it a wee bit. Eh, Hearts in different form. But uh, the, the injuries, it was like last season at a key moment came uh, at a, a difficult time. We managed to navigate ourselves through that. So the the McGregor one is the one that I'm most concerned about. The, obviously, I, I don't know if you've heard anything, but all I know is it's it's not looking great at this moment in time. Aye. De- well, it's definitely his knee. Aye. Fuck knows. We'll, we'll find out in the coming days, I'm sure. Mm. Um, 
Turnbull's out tomorrow as well, but it's not an injury. Mm. He's got tonsillitis or something. Um, he'll be on the couch with a wee sponge and a bottle of Lucasaid. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, for me, Stephen, uh, I think at worst, out of the ones we've spoke about there, at worst we need CCV and GG available for the Leipzig, Leipzig game next week. Next week, mm-hmm. next week. Would you agree with that? Uh, I mean, we're, we're not quite at the level when we had to bring on the likes of Joey Dawson and play Montgomery at the left hand <sighs> side and Ranovich on the right wing. But the, the injury list is getting quite big at the moment. I mean, Carter Vickers wasn't training today. If he didn't start against Leipzig in the home the home uh, game, I'd be quite concerned going in a game with Wilson James. Starfelt, we know, was out the October time, probably after the World Cup. Um, Aaron Moy I heard rumours today that he got his contract cancelled by mutual consent let's hope that's true um, that's that's a joke by the way <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who else did we say there Ian, uh, Jack, would love that man Zagamakis um, again he's probably just coming back fully fit from whatever kind of niggle he picked up on a way to Greece but M- McGregor for me like Regardless of it, discussed this form, and fair enough, I had to do that. But in terms of captain, in terms of his experience and leadership within that team, and he's number six, he, he's a, he's the linchpin, the deep line playmaker. We're going to miss him big time. And it, it's like right. you, you think, like, we miss Carter Vickers. You've you seen, like, the, the first game he was out, we were a totally different side at the back. No one looks sure of what to do. The heart one, the, the heart comment he made, Franny, about maybe that's why it's a different form. I can get that, but I mean, he's experienced enough. He, he doesn't have best friends in the game. He can play with other centre halves. So he doesn't have to pass it to Greg Taylor to prove he needs Carter Vickers back. <laughs> but um, I think, like, if, if we're going to do a game of McCarthy at the, at the base of that midfield, I could outrun McCarthy and have it around about 20 years. You could, Ross. Um, oh, I could. Ross, I'm a lot of people. Exactly. That was a exactly. example to use. Um, now, is um, he going to any face? <laughs> if, if, we're, if we're going with Moy in a game in a European game, again, I think it's a, a lost cause. Abelgaard seemed decent when he came on. He seemed to break up the play a lot. He, he get in, he gets stuck in about it. Albeit he looked quite slow and laboured at times, but I've seen a wee bit of glimpses from him. And I'm like, I like that. He tracked back an awful lot and right. he, he made a simple pass. So I think he, in Europe be, he's... Right. Yeah. I think for me he'll be the one who's going to start mm-hmm. tomorrow as well. He he was in the presser with Anne, so that I tells you something. Oh, I think mm-hmm. Yeah, but ter- and I have seen a lot of chat about the captain. The captain saying, "Do you know something? Like I maybe go against the grain. I wouldn't be adverse to see we uh, Gregory Taylor have it. To be honest, I know Joe Hart's vice captain, but and I, I know Postecoglou, Sherry King, and Taylor, and you never know. It, it might it yeah. could just happen." They gave it to the other night, didn't they? Aye, so I think, uh, I, think uh, I, 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 I totally understand your argument there, though. Aye, no, oh, I would have him captain him even when McGregor was a man. Fuck, I know that. Aye, that's a fair shout. I, I think you'll probably find that Hart will get it, but mm-hmm. it's I wouldn't be adverse to that. I think he would do a job. He's well, I mean, you watch the sort of when the two players. Do the questions and they talk about like who's the yeah. funniest? Is it? He's always he always you gets a good mention. Him, He's well liked, I so I. It, I think it'd be a nice compliment to him as well. Aye, he could come in and do it. I think, it, I think as well, like you know, you know my feelings on him. Like I've made it perfectly clear, but his improvements for 
Is there for you don't like any Celtic player? Hey, listen, Ross, don't start lesson. that stuff. I, I, I'll make Come a few calls there, buddy. No, but like, I'm like any old man. <laughs> no, but 100%. Like, I think, to be fair, his improvement's fantastic. And he has leadership within the team. You can see it when he's on the pitch as well. Players seem to look at him and listen and stuff, which is, is a good sign. Um, you go through the... I mean, the injury list is concerning. Big games coming up. we we'll have a hectic schedule. And I'm just concerned, Ross, if I'm honest, of working in playing McCarthy and Moy in that midfield. I, uh, it would just be, it make me book. In Europe, it would but concern we, me. But we navigated... You already did it yourself. We navigated uh, last season domestically with worse injuries than we've got now. We have a weaker squad than we've got now. So... I'm I'm filled with hope and confidence in domestic in terms of domestically, but excuse me, in Europe it's a it's a whole different ball game. Even with our full strength team, it's 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 tough. But we've got a bad back as well. Uh, obviously, again, it was near an, uh, an injury, but I, he was he needs available. A start. He needs well, a start. Uh, he's he's had. He, he didn't. He wasn't getting a start at the start of the season. Everybody wanted him in. He came in. He done brilliant. He had that that boost, if you like, he coming in, and then he fell away a wee ever so slightly. But listen, again, we've got really good options for that front three. We're no struggling for players there. But uh, aye. What do you think about that? What Frank saying? Yeah. Uh, John had mentioned something about that earlier. Uh, um, but he also said on Facebook the day that the Beatles were shite, so I'm not really <laughs> going to listen to him. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, for me, I think Franny answered it well. I'm sure it was Franny mm. in the in our group chat earlier. I get I get why you would maybe suggest that, but I think we're we've got three guys in there: yeah. McCarthy, Abelgard, and Edigucci. That I mean, oh, two of them. Edigucci. For, I totally forgot about him. Aye. Two him, of them, for me, him, don't look up to in. the task and Aye. the other one's still to prove himself. But for me, nah, I wouldn't go for Lydia. I'm going to say, like I said to John, I understand where he's coming from when you're on stuff, but what's that saying to like Abelgard, Moy, McCarthy and what, that whole thing? That whole thing for me, it's living in that kind of mindset again where you're doing friends of yours. <laughs> you're, you're, you're bringing Aye. back a a, 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 I a former player I, for a, I, a, a, a like I say I, I think I know where John's coming from with that way with the when you one but I I don't think that like Ross said that McCarthy and Adeguchi Adeguchi <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> and McCarthy like you, you can't argue against them they've not for various reasons Adeguchi it, it seems to be the longest engine in the world I, it just seems to be Cause an injury, but you see him in training yeah. a lot, so can he always? I think it's a lot injury? today with his top knot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that looks quite smart, though. So uh, oh. I'll move on quickly for that, Stephen. I so like you can't. It, it would not be. I don't think it would be a good a good message to send to the four guys if you're bringing in no. Wanyama because your captain's got injured. Right. I agree with that. What about yourself, Stephen, going to the Wanyamas? As I said, I think the Wanyamas live in that sentimentality type world where you're kind of bringing them in to kind of fill a void for six months. Well, I'm, I'm assuming, just, just mm. guessing here, a knee injury Aye. can be bad. 
But if it's that kind of lengthy period, I think Edoguchi, if he comes, I don't mean if he keeps fit, I think he'll prove his worth. Um, I think Abelgard will be in the Neil Dawn kind of centre defensive mid, so to speak. Moy and McCarthy will be the ones kind of coming into the game 60, 70th minute to kind of fill that void to bring us through. But Wanyama was a fantastic player for us. The goal against Barcelona, yeah. the times where he bullied teams by himself, a, a massive unit, a good, great player, went to the Premier League, proved himself there over in the MLS and he's left, his, he's left his club today, I believe. But I can't see it happening. I know there was talk about it in, in Neil Lennon's final season. You can yeah. see why, but for me... Nah, it's too late now. Yeah, yeah. He'll, end up at, he'll end up at Ammonia. Is it Ammonia and Nicosia? Uh, Aye, yeah, yeah, yeah. So see if he's just left now. They wouldn't be able to play with us till January, surely. Because so He's a free agent. Uh, yeah, he's a free agent. You can, still... Uh, uh, can still bring in free, because it's not uh, a, a transfer fee uh, or anything like that. That's my understanding anyway. It could be full of shite. Yeah. But, um, yeah. right, so before we move on to the St. Johnson game, I'm just wanting, now that we're halfway... Halfway through the group stage in the Champions League, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on how, well, no, so much how it's went because we've done that, but where do you think we'll end up with, after the next three games? So, I mean, Stephen, you've said uh, that the Leipzig away game was a must win for you. Uh, are you still sticking with that? And where, where do you think we'll end up I in start. the group? I'm still sticking with that. At least one of them away games were a must win. So the Schachter one was definitely one we could take advantage of. We drew the Leipzig game out of pressure for me. If we win that game, we're in good footing. We're relying now on us kind of playing their levels at home, which, let's be honest, I mean, we haven't really done so in European football in previous seasons. I hope it does change. My, my aspirations have changed, Ross. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit everyone, saying say I think everything's rosy and we're going to finish second place. We're going to win our last three games at a canter. Can't see it happening to be honest. I think sometimes we're I'm guilty of being too. I think sometimes we're, we're guilty of being overconfident, and kind of underestimating how teams don't fear coming to Celtic Park no more. It's not a fortress. It's not something that teams are scared of. They embrace that atmosphere. And as I said before, in the Champions League rewind, the intimidation factor is gone from Celtic Park. That's I think you're guilty of underestimating teams like Leipzig and Shakhtar. I'm not getting. How's that me underestimating them teams? I'm saying they can come to us and get a result. I mean, you're also saying that we should go to them and get a result. Yeah, because I believe we should, which I don't think is wrong. I don't think it's wrong for me to I say... I don't think it's wrong, we but should, he, sorry, we, we should go to back. <laughs> but then to come back to you, then there'll be a German fan and a Ukrainian fan saying the exact same thing about them coming to us, being that we could beat them with their patch. As you I, quoted, I'm going to quote teams. you, it's normal talk because we do it on a weekly basis. All right. So shove it, <laughs> like, up <laughs> but, um, hey, here's your head, sir. <laughs> but I think, like, for me, I think third place would be a good achievement at this stage. Europa League football, albeit lesser level, maybe we can compete more than that, if we're honest. Hopefully we don't do and fully shit ourselves and finish fourth. For me, that would be an absolute failure. I'm not going to dress it up. Third place for me right now, Ross. I'd take it. Aye. Aye. And Franny, eh, what about yourself on that? I've, I've still got aspirations to finish in second, just simply the way the group has panned out at this stage and with the games we've got to play. I mean, obviously Leipzig's massive on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it is. But I think realistically, I, I, like, my heart says 
we're going to win our two home games and Real Madrid will do what will win their games but since regardless of what happens in the last game we, we finish second and go through because obviously it just goes with the head to head Um, but I think I think realistically we'll finish further I think if I, if we get four points out the next two games I think we'll I think we'll be doing well because I, I really Leipzig really did surprise me obviously not going to sit here profess this I've seen a lot of their games but you've seen obviously their league position how they got turned over it over in Germany by Shakhtar then you look at our performance against Shakhtar and think oh we'll just turn up and maybe do something similar and it was the complete opposite really so I think if we get third that'll be will be success providing we then go into the Europa and win when I get when a, a knockout fixture in in mm-hmm. Europe, but I, I kind of <laughs> as much as Mister Negative there, I kind of agree with him that if not we negative. Last, it's been... If we no, I mean if we finish last in this group, I, I don't see that as anything. But like, yeah, don't know if disaster. Uh, it's right a major word, disappointment. It's, it's, it's a major disappointment if we finish last, considering uh, where we where we are now at the halfway stage. Ross, I I'm looking at something? it, we're bottom, but. And next to home games, yeah. we could guarantee your second. Mm-hmm. Can I ask? Can I ask you something, Ross? On the basis of Fran, what Franny's saying, there, right? Mm-hmm. You mentioned RB Leipzig quality thing, right? If they turn us over at home, will you still be of the same mindset, saying too much quality, or will you be disappointed uh, in Celtic in this case? Well, it's difficult to say, not having seen how the games panned out. But it I sounds mean, like I'm from, sitting in the fence. You are, you're, you're sitting in that spot. Well, I'm not because I can't I, I I form a proper opinion because I've not seen how the game's panned out. But before the game, if we get beat 3 or 4 now, say, no matter how the game panned out, I'm disappointed, I'm gutted because Celtic yeah. shouldn't be getting beat 3 or 4 now off of anybody at home. Doesn't matter who it is. Celtic don't get beat 3 or 4 now. But, well, sometimes they do, but you know what I mean. Uh, but <laughs> for for me, the way I try and look at it is when that draw was made, right, we were all like, it's a decent draw. We can do yeah. well in that group. But we all said third would be a good, would be good. Then we played really well for 60 minutes against Real Madrid. We lost 3-0. I just said Celtic going to beat three or four nil, but there you go. But we lost three now, right? But we played really well for sixty minutes. Then we went to Shakhtar. Okay, we didn't win the game. We should have. We played really well and we should have won the game. Then we were all getting carried away and saying we can get second. Like we've been beat three now and we believe we can get second. After the Leipzig game again. I would take I would take third, but we can we can still finish second because there's enough points to play for, and we've got two home games, and we're not going to ignore the fact that Leipzig are a very good team. And it's going to be very difficult. Shakhtar are a decent team, and it's still going to be difficult to beat them. There's no easy games in the Champions League. I hope I totally agree. 100%. And, and we can we can finish second. But third is more realistic. But I would say that finishing second at the moment is more likely than finishing fourth. If that makes sense. Aye. Because really? I, w- I would be disappointed if we don't beat Shakhtar at home. Aye. I'm not saying I'd be 
happy if we get beat off Leipzig, but seeing the how good a team they are, it's it's not I'm not saying it's the right thing to say it's one you could take, but it's one you maybe understand. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Well, listen, that's our predictions. They'll be totally fucking wrong. Real Madrid will get beat the next three games. <laughs> no, we'll finish last. <laughs> we'll win <laughs> three games and somehow <laughs> finish last with it. Oh, anyway, you came up. It's something will happen where we'll win our two games and there'll be some situation that can Leipzig will beat uh, Real Madrid aye. or something. And aye, we'll somehow finish last with seven points or something. That'll be fucking some nonsense anyway. But <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, so we'll move on to the, the game on. tomorrow. It's an early kickoff uh, away to St Johnston. Um, so, what for That Frank Kennedy guy. I actually watched the Rangers game. They were, that was an easy game. <laughs> By the way, he's no far right. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, we've got St Johnston early kickoff tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure when the. I think we must play Leipzig on Tuesday then. Must be. Yeah, we do. Because I was thinking earlier, like, why are we playing the early kickoff when Rangers played Tuesday? But it'll be because they'll be playing Wednesday. Uh, but regardless, uh, Stephen, what do you, how do you think the game will go and your lineup score predictions? Well, I mean, like, previously, <laughs> before the last domestic game against Motherwell, the panel predicted a comfortable victory, 3 0 victories, and that nah, was totally the wrong case, wasn't it? Really? I mean, <laughs> I think at the moment we're in a sticky patch, and it doesn't seem like a sticky patch from the outside because we're still winning domestic games. But I mean, in our own form and our own standards and what we can do, uh, yeah, in my opinion, we're in a sticky patch. Uh, McDermott Park, I hate that pitch, I hate that stadium. It just looks so amateur. Like on the TV cameras, all them multicolored seats. It's like, what's going on? Aye. Put them blue or mean, something. You, know I mean? you wear a blue shirt, make them blue. <laughs> I don't um, think there's a blue seat in the stadium, man. And I, I know, like, uh, I know, Colin <laughs> Davidson. I think, from what I can remember, they're on a kind of an upward trajectory. They're still scoring. They're scoring goals. They're signing some new players, like a Halberg and all from Hibs. So they've got a, a decent midfielder there. But again. Celtic win for me all day, every day. I think maybe a 2-1, possibly. I think we may concede, because that pitch just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know we've had a good record there, but it looks like sand. It just looks like hard surface and a terrible thing to play on. I'll go 2-1 from a score prediction. My lineups would be Joe Hart, Ralston, Welsh, Jens, Taylor, Abelgaard, Hatate, Haksabanovic in the 10 with Abada out right, Jack and Magnus through the middle, and Jada on the left. Alrighty. And what about yourself, Ryan? Uh, I think I think it'll be a, a comfortable-ish game. It's like St. Johnston are on a wee bit in no badish form of Think, but they're still languishing down about eight, nine, ten for something in the league. <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I, I said that against Motherwell. Obviously, Motherwell weren't playing great. It was a, it sort of for the perfect game, and if you look at it in isolation, it, it maybe looked like a struggle. But it, like I say, Ross, when you actually watch the game, it it really wasn't a struggle. So I think it's in a roundabout way, it's a decent away tie. It's 
it's not a ground we've predominantly struggled in it. Hopefully somebody doesn't call me out in that right now. <laughs> but I don't... Oh. I, I, I'm just no, he's just saying anybody. anybody. <laughs> I'm just, I can't really remember the last time we, we dropped points there. It feels like a, a, a place where we've got good, a good history at. So I feel like it'll be a, a fairly comfortable comfortable afternoon, maybe a tour of, a, a tour of 3-0. But, you need to be uh, exact. Come on. Don't I'll, go I'll go free. <laughs> I'll go free. And my my team, I, I'm I'm sticking to the heart obviously because I think he'll be he'll be captain anyway. Uh, I think Iranovic will keep his place. Uh, well, see, I don't. I, I honestly think it'll be Welsh and Jens and Taylor, Taylor at the back three. I think he might just keep Carter Vickers for the the Leipzig game. Um, the midfield three, I, I, I think it'll be Abogard that will come in. With Hattati and O'Reilly. I would like to see Haxavanovich coming in, but I think it's more likely to be a badder. And I think he'll play Yakimakis and then you're on the left. All right. Uh, well, myself, I'm going to go a hassle free 2 0. Franny score. <laughs> uh, and my lineup, I'm going to go Hart and Goals. Juranovic, I think uh, if he's fit and ready to go, I think he'll play CCV just to give him minutes mm-hmm. in his legs before the midweek game. Uh, I think Jens alongside him, Taylor. Uh, I did have McCarthy in, but he's made a good point. <laughs> uh, he's made a good point about Abogard and the presser. Uh. Uh, so I, I think he'll probably play. Uh, I was thinking when when I was my thinking was he maybe keep Abogard for during during the week and just give McCarthy a run out. He came on the other night, I'm sure. But anyway, uh, yeah, we'll go. I'll go Abogard, uh, Hatate, O'Reilly, uh, Haksabanovic on the left. No, is he right? I think he can play anywhere across the. Aye, no, Haksabanovic on the left. Uh, Kyle go through the middle. And Forrest on the right. Take yourself for a walk. Take yourself for a walk. I'm glad somebody else wants to have Alec Ross wanted him. I put him in. Yesterday he was my number 10. Yeah. Anyway, right. So that's the end of the podcast. Now on to the wee fun part. It's not a... Agree to disagree. I thought I'd change it up a wee bit and go for a wee. Who am I? So. Where's Ross? I think. Eh? Where's Ross? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, I. You, you know how it works, but three clues. You, if you get. If you guess it right on the first clue, you get three points. Second clue, two points. Third clue, one point, right? Do you need to so say your name that to get a guess? No, you just say, if, if you, like, if I give you the first clue and you think you want to hear a guess at it, hear a guess at it. If you're right, I'll tell you after the three clues and let you know how many points you got. All right. All right. So it's not like fastest first or that. You just... So the first player, eh, obviously they're all Celtic-orientated. <laughs> but eh, so the first clue is, what's the name? So I hope so. <laughs> so the first clue uh, I signed for Celtic 
from Sheffield United in 1994 for £350,000. Brian McClure. Well, is that your guess? I don't know where that's Brian McClure. Right, okay. Did you see get the email guess he said? Um, yeah. Uh, I, no, oh, no you can't. Can can oh, I mean, as well as saying I guess it's something then you know. Oh, aye, all right. I have actually the idea, to be honest. Didn't hear a guess. In fact, I think Franny's right. You probably shouldn't have just right, been okay. jumping. I didn't tell you that, so we'll, we'll allow it for this one, but no, the next right. one. I've right. got the next clue. Next clue. Um, mm. My transfer fee spelt the end for the Celtic board as the bank refused to pay my transfer fee. I felt that was hard on the first one. That's got me maybe near it. Willie Falker. Oh, really? Oh, right. Fucking good one, you bastard. I see. <laughs> well, the third, the third clue, I played as a striker and my initials are WF. Well, I thought no. <laughs> Maybe you've Googled you Googled that, done, Stephen. You've Googled that, 100%. You've read all oh, Alistair Jack there. How have I Googled that? I'm, I'm literally looking at nothing. You've seen me. How the fuck did Put you get hands that? Up like that. I want hands up like I'm that. A, I remember my granddad speaking about it before. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Ah, by the way, fair enough. Right, so the last one will be you only get one guess. You have to make a decision when you're ready to guess, right? So at the moment, it's Franny 1, Stephen 2. Uh, right, right okay. so the first clue. John Barnes gave me my debut in a UEFA Cup qualifier in 1999 against Cumbrand Town. Nah. Next clue. Next clue. Franny, next clue. Aye, aye, sorry. Aye, aye. aye. Uh, I came up through the youth ranks and played 66 games ah, predominantly. Predominantly under Mark O'Neill. Mark Burchill. That's your guess, kid. Mm-hmm. I think I'll make one early. Jimmy Smith. Oh, by the way. Right, and the final by clue. The, way. the final clue. I played as a winger, and ah. my initials are JS. Stephen nails it again. <laughs> gave him this before we came on, man. <laughs> that was outstanding, Stephen. I mean, see, as soon as he said that, I was like, what a shout that Always remember Jimmy Smith. Did he play for Aberdeen? I think he did, aye. He went to Aberdeen. Yeah, I remember he played in, in the career, right? Cup against Bayern Munich. That was outstanding, <clears throat> kid. I'm very impressed. So you get four points, Franny got one. That was a dude. Well, very impressed with the Wally oh, Faulkner one, like. Ah, you won, eh? Ah, you won, eh? 4-1. 4-1, eh? Absolute dude. Love it. Love it. Well, that's the end of the podcast. Once again, I'm on and it's up to an hour and 40 minutes. (laughs) I don't know know how I do it, but I do it. I do apologise, but I hope you've enjoyed it. That was brilliant, man. It was great to have you back on. I was waiting up for lost time. We bit of overtime, we bit of OT. Thought you were running your marathon again. Uh, by the way, that's not even a half marathon yet. 
<laughs> that's that's one hour and fifty eight minutes a half marathon kid. <laughs> Love it. Anyway, Love it. that's the end of the podcast. Stephen will hand the reins over to you for to do the wee bits and bobs and shits and giggles Perfect. and tits and tats. Well as <laughs> as we said Neeps and Atate, is it? As we said on Sunday we are back with Statstrap with myself, Tony McLaughlin and Stuart Ross. Looking back at these three previous games, so St. Johnson, Motherwell, RB Leipzig, something to look forward to from a more data side of things. Normal podcast on Monday, and as usual, the sponsors, Beer52, beer52.com forward slash sales. Claim your free case of beer, copy your post-its, subscription basis after that, but cancelled any time with no cost at all. Get involved. Super 6, get the scores in. Keep that wee dick away from top spot as much as you can. <laughs> and again, the mental health charities along along the bottom of the screen as well. So if, if you're struggling at any point in your life, reach out and everyone's available to talk to you at any given time. But until then, until Monday, until Sunday, sorry for stats drop, stay well and keep safe. Heal, heal. <laughs>